Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets win. I want to thank you all for tuning in to this series entitled The Importance of Bible Study. For those tuning in for the first time, I am covering a series that focuses on the importance of Bible study. Feel free to listen to parts one and two where I shared motivational aims targeting how to study the Bible and what is the importance of Bible study. The episode you are currently listening to addresses the when, and that is, when should one study the Bible? And I want to share a few passages of Scripture with you before I jump into the main passage that I will use to break down this motivational aim. And the first scripture that I'm using is John, the first chapter in the first through the third verse. And it states, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Now, this passage of scripture means that before the creation of the world, There was always God, and God was with the Word, and the Word is Jesus, and the Word is also God. God is the beginning and the end. God holds time. God controls time. And God, as I said in part two, transcends time. Jesus was with God. From the very beginning. And since Jesus is represented as the word of God in flesh, nothing went on without Jesus knowing it. God the Father and God the Son shares an intimate relationship. And nothing in creation exists outside the sovereign authority and power of Jesus. Jesus is light in every dark place, and God's word is with Jesus, and Jesus is with God. I'm going to read that passage of scripture one more time before I go to the next scripture, and it was John the first chapter and the first through the third verse. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Okay, let me go to the next scripture. It is John the first chapter and the 14th verse. And that verse reads, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That passage of scripture means that the glory of Jesus Christ is confirmed. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. Jesus is the divine Son of God. One person with full divine nature and human nature. By Jesus being alive, walking, breathing, living, 
crying, eating, enduring temptation, suffering, going through storms and hardships and rejections. Jesus went through all of that and he still did not engage in any sin whatsoever. Jesus is the living word. So let me read that passage of scripture one more time before I go to the next one. It was John, the first chapter in the 14th verse. It states, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. We understand that passage is talking about Jesus. Let me go to the next scripture. It's all going to come together. John, the 14th chapter in the 10th verse, it states, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. So what does this scripture mean? Jesus is speaking in this scripture, okay? And Jesus highlighted the relationship and the divine harmony of him being the Son and God being the Father. And Jesus, in this scripture, is letting people know that he is one with God. And he represents one of the three of the Holy Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus, in this scripture, is letting people know that he is in God, his Father, and he hears God's words. God's words are in him. When he speaks the word of God, Jesus is letting people know that he is not speaking from his own mouth. He is speaking under the guidance and in obedience to what God commanded him to speak from his very word. And when Jesus speaks, he's speaking and doing the will of God. Now, let me read this one more time to you. It is John, the 14th chapter in the 10th verse. It states, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. I'm about to jump to a passage of scripture. It is Matthew, the fourth chapter, in the 18th through the 22nd verse, and I'm going to read it right now. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them. I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Okay, so you heard that. 
Jesus was walking and came upon two sets of brothers. He called them and told them, follow me. And they immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. Both sets of brothers did this. Now, going back to those three scriptures that I started off with, we have Jesus, who is the living word, who speaks God's word, who operates in God's word. He called four men to a relationship with him. He called these four men to begin studying under him, to begin listening to the importance of his word. So, just looking at those three scriptures, looking at what happened when Jesus called these four men to him, I believe it's safe to say that God's word was before these four men. God's word was living and active. God called them to a relationship with him and his word, and God called these men to begin studying his word and reading his word on a daily basis, God called these men to Jesus, the living word, so that they would grow into strong, God-honoring leaders and influencers. These men understood the importance of Bible study. Okay? They didn't lollygag. Because remember, Bible study is reading God's word. So these men understood the importance of reading and studying the word of God, which is Jesus. So these men didn't lollygag. They didn't procrastinate. They didn't think about, when's the perfect time to get started, you know, studying God's word and reading God's word? I mean, I'm fishing right now. I mean, it's going to have to wait. You see with this story or this passage in Matthew, the fourth chapter in the 18th through the 22nd verse shows us that when God calls us, we respond. God's word says that Jesus called them. When the word of God called these men, they immediately left what they were doing, who they were doing it with. And they followed Jesus. So to answer the question, when should one study the Bible? The answer, according to this scripture, is right now, immediately. That's the answer. Right now is the time to go after God's word and begin reading and studying what he is saying without hesitation. Not thinking about what you have to do, The journals you have to buy. The organizers you just have to purchase. The sticky notes and the different colors that you have to get with the matching highlighter set. No, the time is right now. Today. Immediately. These men serve as great examples to follow. They were in the middle of the hustle and bustle of life. They were looking at their careers their relationships, their partnerships. But when the time came to read God's word, these men did it immediately without delay or distraction. Now, when you get into the groove of reading the word of God, you want to do it and be mindful of the time that you set, and then you want to keep that time. 
But then you don't want to get caught up trying to stick to one particular time if the seasons of your life change. Let's say you start reading God's word in the morning. You wake up real early. It could be 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. You're reading God's word. You've allocated that time to study God's word. That's perfect for right now. But let's say you go through a storm. And now you can't study God's word in the morning. You find yourself doing it during the lunchtime. That's your new normal right now. So what do you do? You adjust and you make that time your new time. And you remain consistent in it. And let's say that, I mean, you was doing it in the morning. You can't do it at lunch now. Now it looks like it's going to be close to when you're going to sleep. I mean, you have an hour or two before you go to bed where you can really read God's word. Now make that your time. You have to just go with the flow. When life changes, you change and you adapt. You make moves. You make it happen. But you want to make sure that God is the forefront of your life. That's what you want to do. So you want to set a time, keep a time. If the time changes, you just change the time and you remain consistent with it. When you do begin reading God's word on a consistent basis, aim to choose a spot that is free from distractions so that you can hear when Jesus is calling you and you can hear what Jesus is telling you and you can identify what Jesus is bringing out of you or when Jesus is directing you to do something just like these men were in a perfect position to hear what God said and they were able to act on what God said. Now, when you read God's word, aim to pick some spots or locations where you plan on reading God's word. If you plan on reading God's word at your house, are you in an area or are you studying during a time where it is you and God? I understand some people don't have the space or the areas in their home that they can just be totally alone. But are you setting the boundaries up for people to understand, hey, don't bother me during this time. I'm praying and I'm, I'm talking to God and I'm reading God's word right now. I'm doing Bible study. I'm in class. I'm in life class right now. I respect this. Leave me alone. Do the people in your household understand that? Now, you probably want to say it in a tone or way that people understand and respect and they won't be offended, whatever you have to do. But do individuals understand that? It has to be a distraction-free zone. If you can't study God's Word in your home, can you study God's Word in your car, at work? What can you do? Only you know your limits and only you know what you can and cannot do. The aim is to work with what you have and get it done and study God's word. But be consistent on when you do it. And if you can't do it, you can't do it on certain days at certain times. But aim to make it a daily practice of spending time with God. Make it a daily practice. Remain committed. We don't want to delay and we want to imitate these four men. They were going through life, doing what they had to do. 
but they made time to read God's word. They made time to follow God. They made time to study. They didn't let their relationships get in the way. They didn't. They stopped and recognized what was important and they followed that. They still had their responsibilities. They still had to do what they had to do. They still were in families, but they understood what was important and they prioritized. And that is important as a person begins their Bible study journey. Understanding the importance of God's word. Understanding that no matter what they have to do, they have to take the steps of incorporating time management and keeping God first. Keeping God in the center. Keeping God in the forefront. Keeping God on top. So when is a good time to study God's word? Immediately, right now, today. Make it happen. Go through your schedule and get it done. That's what it is. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is the scripture I just read. And that's Matthew, the fourth chapter in the 18th through the 22nd verse. And it reads, As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. God's word is essential for our lives. Never forget that. Aim, if you can, to immediately get involved in God's Word and stick to a schedule that fits with what you have going on. And even if you have to switch it up, when you read God's Word, due to lifestyle changes or seasons, storms or obstacles, be consistent in staying focused to follow Him every time He calls you. Never let what you have going on in life stop you from following Jesus. Don't let a relationship stop you. Don't let your job stop you. Don't let your thoughts stop you. Don't let the hustle and bustle and challenges of life stop you. When God calls you to read His Word, to study His Word, to glean His Word, do it. And do it immediately. Because God knows how to take you from where you are to where you want to be. Even if you don't know what that is, he does. He knows the desires of your heart because he puts desires in your heart to fulfill. God wants to take you to higher heights. He wants to bless you to be a blessing to others. He wants to impact you so you can impact others. And the way that you get to those points of promotion and progression and provision for your life is following God, spending time with Him, and doing it immediately. Thanks for tuning in. 
Visit drkenitrabryant.com for more encouraging resources and apparel. You can connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target and on the Uversion Bible app. On the Bible app, you have the option to complete a variety of Bible-based devotionals aimed to encourage you throughout your day. Thanks for supporting, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. It is my aim to share targeted points of encouragement with you as you develop and study in God's Word. Thanks for including me into your day. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.